This podcast is brought to you by Bruner Communications, your best resource for public speaking, presentation, and storytelling skills. Visit lizbruner.com and take your skills to the next level. What happens when you marry ancient wisdom and modern science with astrology? According to my guest today, it can launch you onto a path of healing. Hello everyone, welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. My guest today is a transformational coach, an author, and an astrologer who's counseled thousands of people from C-level executives to celebrities. Her own path to healing stemmed from some very serious health issues at an early age, and she has now made it her life's purpose to help others. Jen Rassiopi, welcome to my show. Thank you so much. Great to have you here. When I first learned about you, it was actually from one of my other podcast guests, Jenny Blake, and I encourage everybody to hear her show as well. But I thought, wow, I needed to get you on my show too. So I'm really glad that we were able to make this happen today. I think when a lot of people first hear the words astrology, they think of, oh, okay, maybe it's a daily horoscope they might read for fun. But your work is very serious, and you've been doing this now for several decades, and it's backed by scientific evidence. Give us a clear picture of what that means, Jen. First, let's just describe what astrology is. Is it just the horoscopes at the back of the newspaper or the booth at the fair or just, you know, what your sun sign is? Astrology is a very ancient science, practice, art, astrology is all of those pieces. And it has been around since before religion. And it's really just a way of mapping what's going on on earth in relationship to what's going on in the greater solar system at any given moment. The way I use it is in context of an integrative model that I've developed over time by combining numerous modalities Obviously, astrology is a big piece of it. You have said that you became an astrologer by accident. You were diagnosed with cancer at a very young age of 18 and then had a series of very challenging health issues. What happened, Jen? As a teenager, I had a really hard time landing in my body as a woman, to just be blunt. And a lot of that showed up through gynecological mishaps and misfortunes. And by the time I had turned 18, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, which then was rescinded and re-diagnosed as endometrial cancer. And by the time I had turned 20, I had had a series of surgeries that had led to a complete and radical hysterectomy. So essentially, I became a sterilized woman. That launched me into menopause at a really young age. It's kind of like an Alice in the looking glass moment where everything just shifts so radically that it's hard to even understand. But at that time, it was just more than recovering from cancer. I really had to find my way forward in my life, recovering with a body that had already been through cancer, but also with a psyche that was really out of sync with what would be the normal trajectory for a woman my age, because I lost all my reproductive capacities. That led me out to just find different ways of looking at my health. It was the late 90s, so there were no blogs or the internet, really. (laughs) So I had to travel and just go meet people, you know, make appointments, figure things out. And I did. And along the way, one of the things I started doing was working with lunar phases, 
because lunar phases and the menstrual cycle are very, very, very similar in nature. Um, They share a very similar archetype. They share an exact rhythmic pattern. And it's really fascinating. So I just started working with lunar cycles fairly religiously, mostly obsessively in 2001. And it wasn't until like 2009, really, that I started to really understand that I was an astrologer or becoming an astrologer. I just worked with the moon's phases. I obviously was studying astrology the entire way through and really relying on it, both Western and Vedic astrology. Wow. Yeah, it just sort of all came together. It really sounds like that when you started to explore this mind-body connection, that's what led you to the astrology side of things. What were you learning about astrology that you found not only intriguing, but so helpful? You know, the book is really specifically oriented to taking someone through the journey of understanding how we are connected to the cosmos, how we're connected to these basic biological rhythms that correspond with the cosmic rhythms, and how we're already living with astrology in a way we just don't even understand. We're not languaging that way, but we are. Mm -hmm. We celebrate our birthday. That's our solar return. We just had fall equinox. Well, that's when the sun moves into Libra. All these things that we're already doing, but we're just not calling it astrology. So Mm -hmm. the first thing is just to understand the natural rhythms that are already with the science maps. And then as well, getting to know your personal stuff. So starting to really understand your own natal chart, understanding your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, starting to understand how you communicate through the lens of astrology, through the lens of understanding your Mercury. Just getting to know yourself through this practice, like, does that apply? And I always say, like, with astrology, don't ever give your power away to an astrologer. Don't ever let someone else tell you who you are. You know who you are. Listen for truth that reflects what you need to hear to integrate what you're already synthesizing in your own consciousness. And that's what astrology is. It's a tool to help you with that. It sounds like what you're suggesting is it's about validating what your instincts may already be telling you. Validating and nurturing them. Yes. It's like you got to nurture what you're here to do instinctually or else it'll atrophy. And it's about really figuring out who you are, what you're here to do and how to just get on with that. It doesn't mean like your problems go away and everything resolves. It just means that you're obliging a deeper truth within. And that is a really radical way to live, honestly. Well, years later, you found yourself working in an elite corporate job at a top tier global consulting firm, and you had this extremely promising career ahead of you. And yet you Mm -hmm. noticed going on around you, particularly with your female peers and colleagues, that many of them were suffering. They were overworked. They were burnt out. They were, quote unquote, in survival mode. And your gut was telling you there must be a better way. What was missing at that moment? Yeah, that was 2009. That's when I started pulling this all together. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of amazing through all my travel and sort of this like wayward journey. I had ended up working in corporate America at a top consulting firm and it was amazing and I loved it. I actually really loved the work. It blew me away. It wasn't really where I had aimed to go in life, but it was a path that opened up to me and I was doing really well there. I was identified as a top performer. I was promoted. I was being groomed to take on more senior positions and greater management roles. And But when I really looked at the culture and the women around whose shoes I'd be stepping into, it was like, this is one of the top ranked places to work in the world for women. I just didn't see an example of health 
in that model of work. And I had to just really sit with that. And the other thing that came up for me at that time was that I was just so passionate about these other things, health and wellness, healing and astrology that, I, you know, for me to give this job my all, I would basically have to betray these other aspects of who I was. I wouldn't have time for it. I'd have to give this job my all. And it was, mm-hmm. so it was just this choice. But a big part of it was just looking around and just knowing like the American woman, the businesswoman who's managing a corporate career is just so taxed, so taxed. I think that the corporate track for women has potential of becoming super awesome, but most of it is really meant for men, sadly. So you leave this prestigious job and you get a number of certifications. You have the Duke Certified Integrative Health Coach, you're a board certified holistic health counselor, you're even a registered yoga teacher, along with a women's hormonal health coach and transformational positive psychology. You've studied a lot about that. And you used all of that to put together this next chapter. And one of the things that you touched on a moment ago, and I want to come back to it a little bit, that this is really about opening ourselves up to the big picture patterns that influence us, and thereby they give us a blueprint, if you will, to our evolving emotional, physical, and even spiritual health needs. In essence, I like to call that living our best life. How do you work with people to figure all of that out? Mostly I've worked with people one-to-one in private practice with a straight astrology session. I also run another program called Moon School, which is where I help people acclimate first to lunar cycles and lunar rhythms, advance them through different inner transformational paths, which is really fun and exciting too, though I don't know exactly when I'll be opening that up. For someone who's really interested in learning how to apply this, I say start with the book. There's some really good instructions in there. Begin mapping things out for yourself. And then, you know, astrology becomes really personal when you get a reading and you connect with an astrologer who's going to help you digest it for yourself. And there are just so many great astrologers out there doing readings. And I will be back to doing readings in the new year for sure. I'm just taking a break now. I want to talk about 2020 and the year of the pandemic. I have a theory that it is not a coincidence that the pandemic happened in 2020. And I use the analogy of an eye chart at an ophthalmologist's office that when we go in and we're looking at the big E and then we keep going down and down and down until we can read the smallest line showing we have 20-20 vision and making sure we can see clearly, that's what the pandemic forced all of us to do, to really take a hard look at our lives and try to get that 2020 clarity. And I've heard you speak about the fact that many astrologers knew or felt that 2020 would be a year of transformation and transits, although You really didn't know exactly what that would be. Share with us a little bit of your thinking on that. So 2020 is clarity and hindsight's also 2020. And so just to drop into where we are right now, even is like, I just feel like we're still getting hindsight on 2020 because 2020 was such a massive, massive, massive year. But astrologically, we always knew it would be. It was a very peculiar set of transits happening in a very potent way all at the same time, really beginning with the middle of January, 2020, with a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which for people who are just learning is, just to put it in, in the most basic to understand terms, a very serious, ominous combination of of planets at any time. And what that means is that they're just in an alignment in the sky from how we see things here on Earth. And even though we're not seeing Pluto, because it's like, you know, so distant, we know where it is and we understand that there's an alignment in this energy. And so that in and of itself was a dominant sign. 
really there was multiple things happening that amplified it. Jupiter was there as well. And then Mars did a really intense dance in 2020 as well with all these planets. So the writing was on the wall that society was going to change and that we were all going to be putting something to bed. There was an ending coming. And before the pandemic even hit in my readings, it was really hard because I would see these things coming up. It's hard to even penetrate the psyche of someone who's in optimism and hope about how challenging things will be mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a period of time. It's with great seriousness, you know, that we look at these things and talk about these things. But in any event, 2020 was always going to be a year of radical transformation. And I think it really held true to its promise. I'm curious what your thoughts are about 2022 and the years beyond. Anything we need to know <laughs> that you can tell us? We are in a period of destruction. Like we're in a period of things needing to break down for breakthrough. And it's a wild path and it's unpredictable in so many ways. I think 2022, we're going to see, like, I think I just like, you know, take care of yourself, everyone ground down, nurture yourself. We are in difficult times and there's no silver lining really in the immediate future other than nourish, nurture, get really cozy with yourself, understand what you need, be in community and have the joy, right, of devoting yourself to your day-to-day being a reflection of who you want to be and and contribute as you can to the world around us because the planet's in crisis. Mm. We're in a time where we all really need to be tender with ourselves and one another and life in general in all its forms. I know you've done a lot of writing for various publications, uh, Reebok, Cosmo Mm -hmm. Magazine, Forbes, Business Insider, and you mentioned your book a moment ago, Cosmic Health, Unlock Your Healing with Astrology, Positive Psychology, and Integrative Wellness. What do you want people to take away from reading this book? I really just want people to understand how connected we are to this planet and how connected this planet is to a world that's beyond our comprehension. And there's magic and mystery and wonder inside of all of us. And there's a rhythm to our unfolding. And we're going to have many seasons and cycles in life. We are neither our season or our cycle, but we are connected to all of them. Yeah. Well, I know you primarily focus on women's health. You do work with men as well. I want to make that clear. And you have said that your prayer has always been that you hoped your experiences would not be in vain and that somehow all of this would help other people. Does this feel like you're living your best life when you do this kind of work and work with people? It really does. I mean, it is such an honor. And I will just say, like, I got into astrology never thinking that it was going to be my career. I got into astrology because I was just like, what the hell is going on in my own life? Like, why was I born into this path with ovaries that blew up and menopause at 28? And like, you know, just this this really troubled teenage years where I went through like depression and anxiety because of some, you know, hormonal dysregulation. I just didn't understand any of it. And what I found in astrology was really that I could work with sort of these unavoidable fates in my life to make the best outcome possible, given what I went through, right? It's like not about being absolved of our fate. It's about understanding how we can work with our fate and actually make it so that we feel good mm-hmm. in our day to day and we contribute and we're supporting and we're serving others through what we've learned in a really humble way. I'm really, really proud of that. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to learn more about Jen and her work and her book, just go to Jennifer 
jenniferfair.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-R-A-C-I-O-P-P-I.com. You can also get that link in our show notes because it is pretty long. But Jen, thank you so much for being here today and for offering people your expertise and your wisdom so that each of us may live our best lives. Thank you so much. What a joy. And thanks to all of you for listening today. I encourage you to listen to all of my shows, and I'd love to hear your comments in a review. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud, and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.